This is a Triple J podcast. Hey, it's Dave Marchese. Welcome to the Shake Up on Hack. We've got a lot of good stuff heading your way. It's that time of the week, best time of the week, where I want you to relax, have a good time. There's heaps of stuff we need to talk about, but hey, there's no reason why we can't have a bit of fun too. Hack. The truth is I'm tired, extremely tired. In fact, I'm exhausted. An intern going viral this morning after making mistakes, catching millions of attention. They didn't realize that what they post online can be found and connected to you. On Triple Jack. Yeah, so we're chatting Mark McGowan's last day today. That happened. Your internship fails. When have you just ruined things on a placement or work experience? There's so many stories. I know you've got really good ones. Please push them through right now. And online rebrands. Has there been a time when your old online persona reared its ugly head? Your first Twitter account that you forgot all about? Or maybe some pictures you'd rather forget that always come up on Google Image Search? They're all themes in the news this week. Message in now, 0439757555. But hey, before we go any further, it's time to meet the Shake Up crew. And we've got a WA Dream Team today. First, an influencer, former Labor staffer, Alicia Aitken-Radburn. So good to have you back. I'm so excited <laughs> to be back, Dave. How the hell are you? I'm really good. I'm, I recently got married. Uh, I've got lots of exciting stuff coming up. So life is good. I came back from 10 nights in Bali not too long ago. Are you kidding? Right, so you're feeling hella relaxed, really, oh. really good, heading into the weekend. Also from Western Australia, former WA Liberal leader Zach Kirkup. How are you doing? Well, not as relaxed as Alicia Aiken-Radburn <laughs> by the sounds of it. <laughs> now, can I just say, WA is immense, right? It's the big state, but it's also small in a good way. Like, a lot of people know each other. You two are friends, even though I think it's fair to say that you come from politically two different sides. Can you explain how you know each other? Uh, so I'm really excited to be doing the shake-up today again with Zach because actually how I met Zach was on the shake-up about nearly two years ago. How weird. And, and I, it was just after, I mean, it will be relevant today, it was just after he'd sort of run uh, as the opposition leader. <laughs> I was fangirling a little bit and I, like, made, I forced him to be my friend. After we did shake-up, I said, hey, do you want to go get a beer? And the rest is history. It's so... <laughs> It's been amazing since then, though. Oh, <laughs> it's been amazing. Yeah, because you guys, I've like caught up with you both and you've like, you know, I caught up with Zach and Zach's like, oh, I'm catching up with Alicia. It's like, how do you know each other? Oh, the shake-up. This is a shake-up <laughs> success story. We love this. It's all about chewing the fat over the big stories, making friendships that'll last. Oh, we love it. Time to get into the stories. Hack. The role of political leadership doesn't stop. It's relentless. And combined with the COVID years, it's taken it out of me. On Triple J. All right, if we've got two WA heavyweights on, we've got to kick off with the big stories out of WA this week. And there's one big one, Western Australia's 30th Premier, Mark McGowan, one of the most popular premiers in Australian history, announced he was stepping down. Today was his last day. And he was pretty clear about the reason he's quitting. Like so many other big names in Australia and around the world, Mark McGowan says he is just burn out. Hack. Mark McGowan was as popular as free beer, but now the froth and bubble has gone. Today I'm announcing that I'll be stepping down as Premier and as member for Rockingham. The truth is I'm tired. 
What today will mark is a fundamental transformation in the politics in Western Australia. The pressure is remorseless. It really gets a hold of you and, and Mark had more than most. The best thing was to step aside. If I couldn't give 100%, there was no way I was going to coach this footy club. We give all that we can for as long as we can and then it's time. Now is the right time to step away from the job that I have loved. On Triple J. Yeah, so there you go. Whether it's Mark McGowan or former NZ Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, outgoing AFL boss Gillan McLaughlin, all these big leaders are saying they're exhausted. They're too burnt out to continue. What do you think's behind this? Like, is it just COVID or is it more than that? Is it technology, something else? Have you ever had to quit a job because you were too exhausted to keep going? Call in 1300 0 536. You can message in as well 0439 757 Also, bit of a lighter question. Mark McGowan's last day today. Tell me your dramatic exit stories. Like, what's the wildest thing you've done on your last day at work? And what do you think Mark McGowan's been getting up to on his last day in Parliament? Message in 0439757555. Time to get into it with the Shake Up crew. We've got social media identity, uh, former Labor staffer Alicia Aitken Radburn, and former WA Liberal leader Zach Kirkup. The political heavyweights for this discussion. I love it. <laughs> Zach, I do think I've got to start with you because you and Mark McGowan were sworn political en- enemies, right? In the WA election in 2021, you were battling it out in the race to be Premier. Were you surprised by this announcement from him this week? I was shocked, like I think most West Australians would have been shocked to see him going so soon. And yeah, it was it's it's quite a it's quite a change. There's there'd be a lot of people who'd be quite surprised. I think at the last election, so many people voted for I don't think Labor, they voted for Mark McGowan because of what he happened happened during COVID nineteen and that was obviously the basis of the election in twenty twenty one, which I've lost you know, in a in an overwhelming landslide. But people really warmed to Mark McGowan as Premier and as someone who had kept them safe during the pandemic. What do you think about him dipping out at this time? Because we've got a message here. Someone says, Mark McGowan stepping down is the biggest cop-out. Everyone's tired right now post-COVID and working more hours to meet the rising cost of living. Wouldn't we all love to step down and take a break, at least finish your term? How do you respond to that? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, I'm not going to be a defender of, of um, the soon-to-be former Premier. We, 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 were always, we always had a fairly adversarial relationship. <laughs> but, you know, in all reality, he'd, he'd been in elected politics for about, I think, nearly 30? I'm looking at Alicia. Yeah, including his stint at Rockingham Council. Yeah, so he's been, he's been elected for nearly 30 years in some way, shape or form. That's a long time and, and takes it out of you for... You know, he was, he's been a minister before, he's been an opposition leader, which is a terrible job, uh, and, <laughs> and then he's been uh, Premier for, during a pandemic. You know, it's, it's, I think personally, you know, give the, give the guy a break if he, wants to, if he wants to leave and go off and explore other opportunities or have some time with his family, which would be long overdue, more, more power to him, really. Hey, Zach, you did write some, you know, really nice stuff on social media this week about your feelings around all this. Be honest here. Mark McGowan, did you like him? No. Oh. oh my god! <laughs> no, no, I, didn't, I mean, no, no. I, I mean, sorry. Well, I was I, not expecting. No, I knew that was actually. Sorry, I'll what be about, clear. What about his politics? I respect. I respect yeah. greatly his contribution as premier, yeah. right? But we we always had an adversarial relationship. Mm-hmm. The very first time we got into parliament, we were at each other. So you know, to me, you know, that, but that's also the nature. But it doesn't mean you don't you don't also respect the person for what they've done. And he undoubtedly took us through a very difficult time. Ultimately, the election was was a test between he and I. So we were contenders. And so there's a 
there's a respect that's generated from that point in time. I mean, no, I wouldn't call him a, a mate, but I certainly do have the respect for him in the, in the position he served. The 30th Premier of Western Australia, as in any position that's elected, I think is still something that is, is really important. And, and ultimately for me, Dave, you know, is it, someone who will stay in my mind, stay in my life for the entirety of my life's journey. And there'll be many people in WA who will also reflect on the Premier's contribution and remember this time in COVID and think it was Mark McGowan who got us through. Yeah, I'm sure there will be. Alicia, are you friends with Mark McGowan? Because if you're not, maybe I'll just invite him onto the shake-up and then you can be besties. Thank you. That's gonna be, That will be his life after politics. He'll find himself on the shake-up and then we can all go drink beers as a nice little trio. Yeah, it's kind of a weird um, bunch. What do you think? Like, what about the timing? of this? Do you think, I mean, realistically looking at it, um, he's burnt out of course, but was there just no way but down for Mark McGowan because he'd reached the peak of his popularity? Yes, definitely that and to put a continue that political lens on the decision making um, I do think that it, it, it is a good time for him to go in the sense, like, if he's come to terms with the fact he doesn't want to contest the next election, he, and, and as, picking up what Zach said around him having a really high personal vote and that inflating the last election results, he really needs to give that next Premier time to establish themselves in the community leading into the next election if Labor is going to retain the incredible amount of seats that they won. We've got so many messages coming through from people who have their own experiences here. Someone says, I quit my leadership job because I was burnt out too. Too much effort for too little reward. Another person, Callan from the GC, says, I once quit a FIFO job because the KPIs were too high and I had to perform for them to afford to send me FIFO. I used so much sick leave and unpaid leave because I was mentally becoming unwell from the pressure. Alicia, I mean, we mentioned Jacinda Ardern before, AFL boss Gillan McLaughlin, but also like former Tasmanian Premier Peter Gutwin. He said he had nothing left in the tank and less than a year into his second term called a quits. You've worked in politics, Alicia. What's going on there? Is there something specific about politics? I think there's there's, I definitely think that there's something specific about politics, but I also, to, to talk about how Mark McGowan framed his burnout, um, I thought it was firstly a really, it was really beautiful in a way to see a <laughs> Zach is shaking his head at me. I thought it was good to start having some honest conversations. Like he didn't come out and do weasel words. He said that he was burnt out. And I think that one, politics has evolved a lot since we've seen the days of, and Zach, you'll fact check me here, who's like the super long-standing liberal federal prime minister? I would say Howard. Howard would probably Yeah, be. you know, the, these sort of characters in politics. I think that the landscape, the, both the political and media landscape has shifted. Now we do have such a 24-hour media cycle. Uh, we've got more scrutiny than ever on our politicians and personally as well with the advent of social media and just more pressure all round. Um, so I think that that is something really to contend with. And I really enjoyed his thoughts around, we've heard the word adversarial a couple of times, <laughs> and he said that he's naturally not a person that is like, he almost said that he was conflict averse. And I really enjoyed that because I've often thought, 
Like, I don't know how politicians go into these settings every single day and have to be in this adversarial arrangement. I often think, if I think about going into politics, I've, you know, thought about that in the past. And I think, God, it must just be exhausting. And sometimes you must just want to be like, I think I'd be a bit too kumbaya for the whole thing. <laughs> it's interesting. It's clear, though, that it's across so many in- industries, right? Like we've got on the text line people just describing this burnout that they're going through right now. Someone says, I got hit by a car when riding home from work on my bicycle and the first thought as I lay on the pavement was, yes, a break from work. Oh, okay, my- so that's a bit of an issue there. Someone says, I'm a primary school teacher and I just gave my four weeks notice last Friday because I'm so exhausted and burnt out from the workload. Zach, there was some research in Australia done recently that found one in two, half of workers aged 18 to 54 were exhausted at work. Does that surprise you? I don't think that's not surprising. I mean, 18 to 54, you're in the real sort of prime of your your work life there. And I think it goes to what Alicia was saying before. There's so much pressure now where if you leave work, you can't really leave work, right? I mean, there's consistently the requirement for you to be in touch with what's going on even, I mean, even if you're not necessarily in an office environment, a lot of the people that you mentioned before, the teacher, for example, will be, will be marking work at home, thinking about students. There's, there's, I think it's a, an arrangement now in our, in, an accepted arrangement in our, in our life where work will always intervene. And that's, I think, a big contributor to people's exhaustion. And in addition to that, I think there's a really big hangover from COVID. I know that sounds a bit glib or something like that, and we should have all, you know, inverted commas, we should all move on from it. But I think look at Mark McGowan and look at other leaders and people who have gone through the pandemic, you know, it, it will catch up with you eventually if you've been working really hard through it. And I think there's a lot of people who are going through that point right now where they're wondering whether or not they want to continue doing what they're doing or is there a better life for them somewhere else doing something else? Can I ask you about something else? Alicia, what do you think about the concept of bare minimum Mondays? Like this has been in the headlines this week and Adelaide boss introduce this at her workplace and basically the idea around it is staff work from home on Mondays they do the least amount of work required for the role there's no meetings scheduled for the Monday generally just treat themselves to a little bit more space and kindness maybe they can do a bit of housework in in the day get a few other things done how do we feel about that? I find that so interesting because, like, firstly, I should preface this with the fact that I work Monday to Wednesday. Um, so I'm not sure how my boss personally will fear about, feel about bare minimum Monday. Two-day week, we love it. <laughs> exactly. But it's, it, it is a fascinating concept to me. I guess from my personal perspective, I, I feel quite motivated uh, going in on Monday. And I, I feel like I want to hit all of those big meetings on Monday so you can put things into action for the rest of the week. I think it would be very appealing for people who perhaps aren't don't really like their job <laughs> and they're really sitting into those. Like I've worked in roles where I've been deep into the Sunday scaries and I just don't want to start that. And I, But I think that that's a bigger problem that oh, you need to address. For sure. We've got messages coming through. This really puts it into perspective. Someone says, I'm a nurse and I worked during COVID and honestly most of us got to the point where we were, we were relieved we got COVID because we got time off work. Yeah, we'll never forget um, the huge amount of work that... Uh, 
uh, medical professionals did and are still doing through this whole period and others, teachers, everyone, they're probably looking at the idea of bare minimum Mondays and shaking their heads or mm-hmm. crying. Zach, what do you reckon? It's been labelled lazy and entitled as a Gen, Zen, Gen <laughs> Z trend. Wow, really struggling today. What do you reckon? Well, I employ... Uh, a bunch of people. <laughs> I would say if they did the bare minimum on Monday, I'd be quite concerned because, you know, ultimately, we're, we're you know, I understand and appreciate the work-life balance, but I'm, I'm like Alicia, I think. Maybe it's just the kind of personalities that we have, but I want to get into it on Monday. I mean, I'm pretty burnt out by the, by the time Friday comes around, but on Monday, I want to get after it. And so, you know, I mean, everyone's got their own their own approaches to work. I would, I would be concerned if the f- plus 50 people who work with my team uh, decided to all at the same time to put in the bare minimum. <laughs> I don't think we'd get very much done. It's also occupation, right? Like, You're I mean, my, my partner is a refrigeration mechanic and I don't think that he would be too impressed with his trades coming on site and just like, oh, no, not no, today. Can't, can't really be bothered. <laughs> Sorry, it's bare minimum Monday. So. Oh, so funny. Also, I love that you are very hard workers, both of you. We've got that loud and clear. You love oh. to get in on a Monday. You, get, you do the grind. Um, Hey, we've got some more messages coming through. Someone says, uh, are things getting worse or more intense or are we just getting better at being aware of burnout and mental health? That's just a thought. Exactly. Maybe we just talk about this and people were always quitting their jobs but never revealed the real reason. And another person, James, says, in terms of Mark McGowan, now here's Mark McGowan going gone. Hack. Dear intern. Dear intern. Hashtag dear intern. On Triple J. Hey, how shit is interning? Can we be honest here? Like, I don't want to beat around the bush. It is shit. This week on Hack, we heard all your horror stories about how unpaid placements are sending you to the brink financially, emotionally, even physically. It's confronting. Well, we'll lighten it a bit, though, because it's a Friday. There's nothing quite like a massive intern fail, is there? And this week, the anniversary of a big intern fail resurrected the hashtag Dear Intern. So tell me, what's your story? Hi. I accidentally sent an email to the wrong person. HBO sending out an apology for their subscribers or receiving a test email calling their intern out. Once I wrote hell to you all instead of hello to you all in an email addressed to two senior staff and other colleagues. I once sent a lengthy email with the subject line pubic health instead of public health to a bunch of senior colleagues. When I was helping transport artworks for a gallery show, I shattered an $1,800 ceramic pickle. During my internship, I asked my manager which photo I should use for our company newsletter. She said, the latter. And I said, I didn't see a ladder in any of these photos. She said, the second one? On Triple J. Oh, awkward stuff in there. And I know you've got some really good ones as well. Most of these intern fails involve rogue emails, and that's what started this whole Dear Intern trend a few years ago. So come on, tell me, what is your biggest internship fail? It can be a placement, apprenticeship, anything. Apprentices, you learn a lot on the job. So tell us what happened. one 300 You can message in as well. 0439757555. Time to get into it with the Shake Up crew, Zach Kirkup and Alicia Aitken-Radburn. Alicia, come on. Have you got any intern stories? <laughs> 
I'm so surprised that I don't, but I just couldn't. The, the ceramic pickle, I think that was my favourite one. Um, but I think like my general comment on internships is like it is hard work doing internships. And I do think that like interns get really taken advantage of sometimes. Oh, I yeah. did a media and communications de- degree and in media internships are like, that's exactly the picture of internships. And I I saw someone speaking on ABC Breakfast this morning and I felt it resonated with me so much. When I was in uni, I had to pay for the unit of study that was, you know, media internship 101. And I had to, I think it was like 700 bucks on my hex. And then I had to work for free for 13 (laughs) weeks. It's just I remember I wrote an article about it for the student newspaper yeah, at the time. Alicia's I was... like, you won't be getting away with this. <laughs> you will be held accountable in Onisoir. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, we were hearing so many horror stories this week and some of them were awful, right? Zach, what type of an intern were you? Did you have to do any political interning? Oh, yeah, I'm PTSD flashbacks right now, I think. I mean, I, I have a terrible story when I was, I wasn't an intern, but I was a junior staffer, a very junior staffer to the then Premier of Western Australia, Colin Barnett. And we'd gone into this estimates hearing, the opposition Labor had asked us all these questions about this project. And we, we'd skirted around it. We managed to, like, you know, dance around the questions that they asked. And then in the canteen, the Labor staffer comes up to me and is like, oh, you know, how'd they go during estimates? It's like, oh, yeah, oh, but I forgot to hand you the documents that you asked for. <laughs> and so I went upstairs to our office, handed over these documents, and they had in there a page that had all these details and figures that Barnett had denied ever existed. They, oh, like he was, he, he changed the budget God. figures basically in his Zach. public narrative. Oh. I handed them over, and like within forty minutes, they were like the the opposition leader had stood up in parliament, had said, "You know, staffer of Colin Barnett's have given us this document. You've denied they existed for the whole time." And I immediately, I have this picture oh. in my mind, Dave, still of what I did. I stood up at my desk, I slammed my hand on the table, and said, "I resigned. I'm out. I'm done." Oh. And now he was a former opposition leader, right. so, so glory can come. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny, guys. I. I also had an internship fail. Do you want to? And it was right yes, here please. at Hack. Okay, right. So a few years ago, I was kind of, I, I was working here, but I was kind of interning at Hack and I was learning the ropes. And the first job you do at Hack when you learn how the radio show works is you go on the phones, right? And so you start just a sneak peek behind the curtain, guys. Not all the calls go to air. Some are a bit too rogue and they can't be broadcast. And so my job was to make sure everyone was fit and ready to go to air. And Tom Tilly, Thomas won't mind me telling this story. He was the presenter at the time. And he said, I need a call now. I need a call now. Is line one okay to go? And I didn't know how to work the technology properly. I'd forgotten. So I just lied and said, yeah, line one's good. And he picked up the call on air and it was some person who was really drunk and started mouthing (laughs) off and swearing. And I remember the glare that Tom just gave me through the glass and I thought, oh... Gosh, I've learned an important lesson, but hey, I'm now presenting you are. the show. You are so the of it's a good Glory news story. Come. Glory can come. <laughs> that's the that's the lesson here. Someone else on the text line: interns should not be expected to do anything more than watch and learn. If they aren't being paid, they shouldn't be doing the work. Someone says, "I'm an apprentice, and one day I let my boss's thousand dollar vacuum fly out of the back of his Ute because of um, because yeah, that I fly out of the back of his Ute. That oh. was a pretty rough day. Another person." Person says, I did a TAFE course that required 200 hours of work experience. I'm glad I did it, got my foot in the door. What didn't help uh, was the Liberals cancelling my tool allowance. That was from Sam in Brisbane. Shame. Lots of shame, shame, shame. (laughs) Duck. 
Um, what so about sorry. Mark McGowan? What is he going to be interning as next? Uh, Any ideas? Uh, yeah, what's what's your money on, Zach? Here we go. Speculation about where he'll land in the business world. Uh, undoubtedly, he'll go to a resource company board. Has to be. Ben White, who is a former treasurer of Western Australia, very uh, good man and also a the Labor treasurer until Mark McGowan won the last election and took over. He also has gone off to a bunch of different boards, earns more than, apparently, more than $600,000 a year for it. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Premier makes his way there. Interesting. That's really good to know. You've got the inside intel, maybe, or just uh, well, Alicia, what guess. do you think? Oh, well, I would like to see him do something completely left of centre. Maybe he should... I'm like, I'm thinking about me and my <laughs> politics. Maybe the next step for him is reality TV. Oh, could what be would Bachelor. He, do? That, he oh, could well, do Survivor. Well, could he? Well, I reckon he'd have a good social game. He's a political a survivor, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Someone on the text line on work experience, I once scanned about 100 documents and emailed them to the work computer and then was asked to do the same again the next day. I realised I had scanned the blank side of every form. <laughs> right? Oh, I that's that. so annoying. <laughs> Spending the whole day doing it and going, nah, that didn't work. Hey, we could go on and on and on. Oh, just quickly, Alicia, any internships for The Bachelor? Do you have to do any interning there? Oh, to be the bachelor? I don't know. Do they say come, <laughs> come and just see how it works the season before you come on? Nah, I don't know if I don't know if the people would want to <laughs> still be the bachelor if they saw how the what do you say if they saw how the omelette is sausage was made? Yeah, Why did always. I go omelette? <laughs> I'm just just making up my own. She's a vegetarian. Idiot. Anyway, we're moving on. Hack. Audit your digital footprint. You do realize everything you do online is logged. The internet is forever. On Triple J. Yeah, we love a Facebook or Instagram memory, don't we? Like, pretty much the only reason I log onto Facebook now is to see what effed up thing I said a decade ago, and then I go and delete it for good. It's gone. There's a lot of stuff out there on all of us, right? And as you might have seen in the news, there's this story about the COP28 president, a big wig in the United Arab Emirates. His team is trying to greenwash his identity online. Like, he's a big oil boss into fossil fuels, and there's a lot of criticism that he's now in charge of this climate conference and apparently his people have tweaked things on Wikipedia to make him look more climate conscious, that sort of thing. I'm wondering, what have you done to try and reinvent yourself online? Bury the embarrassing stuff. Message in 0439757555. Let's ask the shake-up team. We've got Alicia Aitken-Radburn and former WA Liberal leader Zach Kirkup. Zach, confession. Yeah. <laughs> um, I tried to update your Wikipedia before the show. Thank you, Dave. I was going to go into your personal info and, like, say that you were a front man for a heavy metal band, that you were a guinea pig breeder, <laughs> that you did all this other stuff. I Look, That's I was right. like, don't ruin him. Don't do it today. <laughs> I don't know. Have you? Did you go through when you were starting in politics and, and delete all the bad stuff? Uh, no, not enough of it, I don't think. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Still all out there for everyone to find. Uh, unfortunately. I mean, you know, I grew up, I was in the sort of early era of the internet, I suppose, when I was coming through out of high school and into what would have been my uni years or those early those early years I didn't go to stay at uni, but they were certainly the time when, you know, well, you would just say stuff on the internet and it, you didn't think for a moment <laughs> that it would stay around. And now, yeah, there's Wikipedia pages and I love them. <laughs> so, uh, are we going to dub you in for your please. future Prime Minister business card? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyone out there, just Google Zach Kirkup, future Prime Minister. I'm please, so sorry. He's like, not. I'm getting, oh, I'm getting terrible. What the <laughs> hell? Oh, Dave, you will love it. I'm so sorry, Zach. <laughs> it's Got just... my phone out now. I, I, was, a, I was a wide eye. 
qualified, you know, high school students. I like it. Come on. We all have to own and accept who we were. Alicia, what about you? Don't tell me yes. before The Bachelor you weren't out there trying to get rid of all the bad stuff. Okay. So I feel like now that I've dobbed Zach in, I have to also dob myself in. Something horrible. Um we, I was a student politician back in the day and I just did so much embarrassing stuff, things I regret, things that made their way from Sydney University to some major news outlets that I oh. really did not want an employee, employee to see. And so I have to confess that almost... In part, obviously it was for a range of reasons, one being to find love. Sure. Um, a part of the reason why I considered doing The Bachelor was I was like, oh, at least my search results will be taken <laughs> over. I'm not sure like, <laughs> I'm not sure now which one's better. But oh. at the time I was like, well, that's one way that I can get rid of all of those embarrassing student politics stories. It's so true. You've just got to, sometimes you can't get rid of the stuff and you've just got to go out and make a bigger impact <laughs> in some other way just to get rid of it. Someone says, remember when you could comment on people becoming friends on Facebook? I constantly think about one specific comment I left when I was like 13. I'm waiting for the day it comes back to haunt me. Wow, Josh is really freaking out about that one. Yeah, I come up with some really weird Facebook memories. Like one came up the other day. This is back at like when you could um, put the status on Facebook and say what you were doing or whatever. And it was like, Dave is getting something out of the oven. (laughs) I love What the hell is that? And the fa- and Facebook memories are amazing because now it's just like a daily. You can just go through and like <laughs> oh. cull day by day. To be honest, Instagram's <laughs> the same. It's pretty rough. I don't know. Is there is there other stuff, um, Zach, that you like to have removed forever um, on the internet? <laughs> like anything about twenty twenty one WA election? No, Dave. I mean, you know, uh, no, no. I, I think it's a um, I it. I think it's a, it, the benefit now, I think, is it's an accepted thing amongst the our younger generations, and mm. that's that's what I like most. There's a lot of acceptance that we've all done something pretty cringe. Yeah, whether or not that's sure. hand a business card to the prime minister telling him that you're going to replace <laughs> him uh, is a whole different thing. But otherwise, I think people accept it now, and so long as it wasn't you know a terribly offensive uh, subject matter, I think it's a it's a normal thing. I, I have a I, it's terrible when I see those old Facebook statuses of Zach was going to the movies with Steve. Hey, <laughs> Who cares? There's so much. There's so much of that. Hey, that's all we've got time for. Huge thanks to the Shake Up team, the WA Dream team, Alicia Aitken-Radburn. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Dave. And Zach Kirkup, such pleasure as always. Thank you, Dave. Big thanks again to the Shake Up crew. That is all we've got time for. I'll catch you next week. Have a great weekend. See ya. Hack on Triple Jack. Dee Salmon here, sliding into your podcast feed to let you know that the Hookup Podcast has all the sex and relationship content you need. Honestly, you need us in your life. Join us each week as we talk all things love and f***ing like this. Foreplay is also there so that you have great sex. Like, I don't know about anyone who's given themselves an orgasm in two minutes. Like, it's fine. It's the fast food of orgasms. That's the hookup. If you like hack, you'll love us. Get us wherever you get your pods.